remind me this one time when I flew out of LaRange when I was flying there, when I was a co-pilot, there was this, all of our flights were like an hour. And then, so yeah, all of our flights were like an hour, which isn't too long. And then you'd sit for a day with a bunch of people and you'd have an hour flight. So you'd never get too bored, right? Or have to talk to one person for too long. But this one day, me and my buddy Tyler, who turns out to be like the coolest guy ever. He was the only reason I stayed there. We had this flight. We had to go from LaRange to Wollaston to like Flin Flon, Norway House, Winnipeg. Like it was this huge trip. We had to go pick up a, a corpse, a body bag, and then come back. And it was going to be like six hours together, <laughs> which like we'd never do that, right? So he's 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 fueling up the plane. We had our flight plan already. And he's like, okay, now like go think of something to talk about because I don't want to look at your ugly mug for six hours. Like <laughs> he was, he was kind of joking. But I went inside and I got... On the back of our flight plan, I wrote out a list of like 18 things to talk about and and ama- and they were super random. One of them was like weird assignments by your captain. That might have been the first one. And then the next might, might have been monster trucks. And then one was like as if the chicken in the subway chicken sandwich is good. You know, like and and they were all entirely unrelated. But once we got going, they actually naturally in our conversation ended up flowing and then say one of them like uh maybe like our item 11 was like the futility of this list and how of course we'll get bored and when we were on like item 10 it started to peter out and then i'm like hey you'll never guess what though the next item up is the futility of this list (laughs) and and it just like by the end of it he was like he didn't even want to look over and see the list he was like this is freaking magic how is this happening how is this flowing so well he was losing his mind and in the end, like every single item flowed from one to the next. And as we landed, we finished the last one. Like it was just, it was surreal. It was absolutely surreal. Like it couldn't have been, you couldn't have made a movie that worked that well. So yeah. Wow. How did you come up with the list? I just made it up. It was totally random. And at one point when I was writing out the list, I ran out of things. I ran out of ideas. So at like say item eight or at item 14 or something, I was out of ideas and I was in the, in the, in the office. So I like brought up Wikipedia and I printed out the article of the day because <laughs> there was an article of the day. But then by the time I printed that out, I came up with the next idea and it just kept going. Holy shit. Yeah, it was super wild. Yeah, This started from a joke. A total joke where he was like, I don't want to talk to you for six hours. Go go think of something to talk about. <laughs> and, and it worked. So we, what, uh, what rank was he in relation to you where you were, oh, fuck, I'm going to do this? He he was neat. Um, he was the captain, but this was an, like an entry level job. I was a co pilot. I had maybe like three months of experience there. He had come from somewhere else, um, and had a couple thousand or maybe maybe a thousand hours. Like as far as airline experience goes, like he was re- still quite new. He had had some time as a co pilot on a bigger plane, and he had flown skydivers. And this was his first like legit captain job. But he was, I think he was a year younger than me and he was new to Saskatchewan. So he was for sure the outsider, but we just hit it off really well. Like the first, the first day I met him, I was like, I was just about to quit because we had two captains there. One of them was the most boring guy in the world in an hour. Like he, he wouldn't talk. He just, it was just, it was just freaking boring. It was just so boring and he didn't want to be there. Like he just, he hated his job. He didn't want to be there and it was rubbing off on me. I was living in LaRange, but I had a house in Saskatoon and I was trying to get home every second or third weekend. It was hell and I was ready to quit and that guy sucked. And the other, or the other captain was like abusive to everyone. No one would fly with him two days in a row. He was so mean. He was just, he was terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
Um, and I was like, if I have to go another month of this, I'm out. I'm, I'm finishing the summer and then I'm out. I'm quitting. I can't do a winter of this. And, and then one day there's this new guy there because the real jerk was moving on. There's this new guy and he looked like a young Gary Busey from like Point Break. Oh, he, Yeah. He was wearing a tie-dyed muscle shirt with like a burger joint ad on the front. And Fuck like, you. Utah, give, give me two. Yeah, yeah. He oh was so God. good. He was so good. Like one time we got in an argument in the plane. We had no passengers and we had no seats in the back because we were going to pick up some cargo. And I had done something stupid. And he's like, there's always a joke that like captains will just get useless co-pilots to sit on their hands and not do anything. So you don't mess anything up. Right. And he's like, I don't even need you here. You're just, you're just a seat warmer. What do, what do you, what do I need you for? Like kind of joking. And he's like, well, I don't know. You'd need me for this. And I grabbed all of our maps and stuff. And I threw them into the back of the plane because there's no one there. <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, and I'm like, try get that without your autopilot working because the autopilot didn't work in the plane. <laughs> and, and he just looked at me. He's like, go get my, go get the fucking maps. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> and, Power move. Yeah. Power and move. then finally, he's like, fine. And he engaged the autopilot. Like the autopilot was all right, but not very good. So he like put the autopilot on to just hold it level. And he went to the back to get it. <laughs> and he's like crawling along to the back. And then all of a sudden he looks and he's like, what are you doing next to me? Because I had followed him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just to, I don't know why. That's and a power then, move. Yeah. I don't then, care if this plane's going down. No. And then we wrestled in the back. <laughs> It was so fun, like just play wrestling while the while the while the auto, autopilot, autopilot was slowly like going. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, it was Holy wild. Shit. It was so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. oh. And this yeah. is Ty. Yeah, this is your buddy Ty. Yeah, oh. yeah. And prior to that, he had been a skydiving pilot, and he had such a neat life. He lived in Thailand for a while. Um, lived in the back of his truck, like an early '80s Toyota Tacoma, um, and then. And then yeah, it was a skydiving pilot. After after I quit, he quit like three weeks later because he's like, I'm not staying up here without you. This is this place is boring. And he moved to Africa to fly for the UN for a couple of years, and then to China, and then moved back to Alberta and has a pipeline, um, whatever you call it, inspecting company now. So wow. pretty neat character. But yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. nailed it with that then. I got lucky with him. Yeah. Wow. But, well, I'm not, not, you got not lucky. like lucky with him, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was luck that you met him though? No, of course it wasn't. There's no way I was gonna stay. I was like going to leave and then he showed up and like we both just had the best summer in the world like it was just absolute like providence or whatever really for stars sure. aligned for sure holy yeah. crap yeah it was neat that's, Super that's pretty badass yeah 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 oh yeah that's yeah. good man yeah. so then so he's pretty good what happened what made it so that you when he left what happened then oh no you left then he yeah, left. i left yeah i left because at the time that company was kind of the starting company in Saskatchewan that everyone would fly for. Yeah. And then everyone that summer was trying to leave to go to the competitor that paid more, had newer, better planes. You'd be based in Saskatoon. You'd just go up north for like short periods. Um, just everything was better about it. It was just, it was the good place everyone wanted to get to. And my roommate got on there and then I got on. He, someone pulled my resume because of him. And then I, I was like, well, I'm out of here. And it was like triple the wage like almost to the dollar. So I was making as much as the captain was. And he was like, this is, this is bullshit. I'm out of here now. So yeah, he was super pissed that I was leaving. He's like, you can't leave me. And I'm like, and then my, this buddy of mine always had this joke. He wanted to make pens. They would say, God wasn't my co-pilot today. Jason Drew was <laughs> like a co-pilot gift to captains or something. Cause like normally the captain, when you get somewhere and you're going out to a hotel after work, the captains will buy the beers cause they make more money. So the idea of a co-pilot giving captains gifts was like, again, like this super power move. It's like, yeah. like, 
hey, you're you're lucky to have had me today, kind of thing. Like it was just weird. But so when he was mad, I was quitting. I gave him a picture. I had framed. I had framed this this like you know those like lenticular pictures where you look at it on two different angles and it's like a cougar and then it's a cougar moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gave him this picture of a cougar <laughs> in the mountains, and apparently it's in his office now in Calgary, like in a like big time job now. And he he still has it. He's yeah. It's a freaking it's, it's, masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it is. Wow, yeah. Yeah. unreal. So, so that so that's weird. where the flying took you then. That's where it took me. Wow, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it was worth it. And then you had yeah. some wrist locks for effect. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The moment you wrist lock somebody, and, <laughs> then, and, and, and I, I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He's, he just said, "Yeah," and I thought to myself, "Okay, um, okay, wrist locks are in." <laughs> <laughs> See, I did it once because. It was so set up and he's so freaking good that he had to know, no, that he should have known. And I think, and maybe he didn't know. Maybe he did know. I think he knew. No, I don't know. I I think he looked surprised enough that it happened that I think it was a legit wrist lock, but then he was willing to use wrist locks up until then he wasn't looking for them. But when he was the victim of one, he's like, I guess I'm just going to use them all the time. And he, every single submission was a different wrist lock for the next four minutes. <laughs> it, it was that meme where, and, and I took that personally. Yeah, he took it personally. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to do something he didn't like. <laughs> hey, how was your role with that, uh, with that guy? Um, th- my role with that guy, I've known him for a few years. I trained with him for, for a while i'd say probably maybe 10 or a dozen sessions not a ton at 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 imperium and everyone liked him he's fun to roll with because i i, I like him because he's strong enough to be strong but not so strong i'm ever going to be overpowered and he's good enough that he's not a like a total mook but he's like the kind of guy who's going to try and street fight you. I don't do jujitsu for self-defense. I do it for mental clarity. Like it's like yoga, but I feel like if there was a thug out there, who's going to beat me up, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the ex hockey players or ex wrestlers. Those guys don't need to, they don't need to, they know they can. We're going to, you know, if I ever squared off cause I accidentally offended some guy at a bar, it's going to be really clear that guy can mess me up. But, but the kind of guy who's going to be overconfident is like that guy, I think. And that guy's going to, that is the kind of guy who's going to try and fight someone. And I, that's why I like training with him because it's kind of chaotic. It's not, not, I wouldn't say training with him. I like rolling with him. I don't think he'd be a good training partner, but I like someone who's strong enough to be at least, at least slightly above average, but, but not a threat. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he wants you you enjoy rolling him because he gives you that little bit of hey this might be a real fight yeah because in his mind it's a real fight. he's trying to win <laughs> he is trying to win every time well i don't think he's trying to win i think he's trying to hurt you i think you're right he's trying to hurt <laughs> and it's so futile <laughs> and he also has no pain threshold like i surely don't want to hurt someone i don't want to do an ezekiel that has an awkward elbow grinding happening i don't want to do that but he taps long before the submission is even like the control's not even on a submission is not being threatened and he's tapping his pain threshold is just so, so, so low. I thought it was, you were going to say so, so, so high. No, I've never met someone with a lower pain threshold (laughs) who doesn't look like the kind of guy with a low pain threshold. Like you see the, the, like that tattooed guy 
that oh, with, yeah. with the with the the sword on the back of his leg that he was complaining that was crooked. Um, that was actually that uh, my buddy did that tattoo, so <laughs> I ribbed him about it. Um, but um, that guy has a high pain threshold, and some people like look like they should. And you'd think that that he should too, but he, he just doesn't. He looks he just pretty badass. He looks tough. He's got a great haircut. Great haircut. Good jawline. Uh, speaks great well. Great jawline. Yeah. So sociable. Everything. He networks. Like, yeah. He comes in in a, like a pea coat and shakes hands, but he's just just something. Didn't, no grit. Yes. There's no grit. <laughs> but something. What what made it so it didn't click? Because he rolls in a. He wants to win. He really wants to win. But have you ever rolled with someone in gi class? Like in no gi, he. He looks well put together. In a gi class, I've never met him show up with an entire gi and belt and know how to tie it. And if he's done all of those three things by chance, which I don't think he has, he's for some reason worn like a knit V-neck sweater <laughs> under it because he doesn't have a rash guard or t-shirt <laughs> or has like some weird chest tattoo he doesn't want us to see or something. Wait, I don't know what, but he wore a sweater under this, his gi. This is that guy you were this, telling me about yeah, before. Yeah. Oh my God. We've, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I met him. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's so weird. The atmosphere, I didn't know what the Muay Thai atmosphere was going to be like, but I knew it was kind of more jock, and I, but also a little bit more classic. Like, I thought maybe Cobra Kai-ish. Like, uh, um, I didn't know, right? So I walked into the gym, and I had my duffel bag on, and I was like, hey, I hear there's Muay Thai here. I'm looking for Devin. Can I, can I join in? And they're all sitting on the floor, like, doing the, you know, the pre-class, like, little bit of stretches, but, like, more just putting on their, putting on their, shoes or gloves or whatever and like their their wraps and it's like how do how do i join and he's like you got to fight or toughest student and he points to this guy who's like he was probably a couple years younger than me but like he was big this guy was not going to be great to fight with and so i just took a mouth guard out of my pocket and put it in and i was like i guess i gotta do what i gotta do <laughs> better than paying 12 bucks or whatever <laughs> and, and they're all like whoa <laughs> And then, of course, I didn't have to. He was joking, so I wasn't gonna have to fight him anyways. But like anyone who just puts in a mouth guard and is willing to fight their toughest student, oh yeah, they're like you're instantly in. And it was super fun. It was super fun. It was a great workout, super fun sport. Um, as far as the martial art goes, like really effective if you wanted something for self defense. But I wouldn't go back to it any more than I'd go back to like I don't know Dungeons and Dragons or scuba diving or something. You know, it's something I've already done. Oh, it's, you'd you never know. go back to Dungeons and Dragons. Mm, bad example then. Because I'd probably go back to Dungeons and Dragons because there's a new edition out. I'd probably play fifth. I wouldn't go back to three and a half. That was fun. I'd probably go back to a different system. I'd go back to, yeah. No. yeah. I could split hairs over that, but that's because I'm really, really, really picky about role-playing games. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. W- w- define picky. What do you need in a role-playing game? You need, like, for without you, a doubt, for you. the right party, first of all, for me. I've played with some parties where people, again, they just want to win. Like, why are you trying to, what do you mean you're trying to win? We're, we're all in a dungeon crawl or something or in a bank heist. Like, we're splitting the loot. Like, what, what, there's no win. We're supposed to have fun together. Your character and my character are supposed to be on the same team. We're assembled. Sure, we haven't played years of backstory, but, like, let's, we're supposed to assume we're working together because we like each other. And then they try and kill each other and steal each other's stuff. Like that that that's a bad group. But like you need a good group that's willing to let each other play their characters and creative enough that they're gonna make up a character that's not just like a fantasy of themselves or a knockoff of some character from a Robert De Niro movie or something like that. Which um good DM. I'm not into DMs who will use like a pre made module. Oh, okay. 
because anyone who's ever done that that i've played with they're really set on they're gonna put you on train tracks and force you to their their story so they're gonna funnel you yeah i've been spoiled with a really good dm is the problem like who who like knew all the material so you do all the roles rules really well help you role play make sure everyone's characters backstories are gonna get to come into it if they wanted to they're like flaws um but also was like a big time sandbox gm like if you you know if the goal was to try and get us to do um an, an assassination mission but somehow we pull off like well there's this way better thing now sorry we we just took the money from the guy who's hiring us to assassinate someone and this really cool gear he gave us for that specific job but now we're running off and doing our own job and he'd let, if, he'd yeah, let he'd, he'd let us backstab his story, his his like his plan. Nice, like that. I, I'm spoiled with that. No so, ego. No ego. He had no ego because he realized like the GM or DM is there with their friends to make sure you all have fun. That's the point. It's not he's them a facilitator. versus you. He's not a director. Yeah, he's not a director, and it's not the DM versus the players. And a lot of people have that mentality. It's DM versus players. Really? Which? How, how did you meet this awesome DM versus? Uh, a not great DM. Well, him I've known since I was five. So I didn't start I didn't start playing until I was nineteen or twenty, like in university. I didn't play in high school, but he did. So he had plenty of background. So I'm I probably missed out on the awkward years where he wasn't great at it, and the rest of the group there too that they brought me in were less good at the rules. Um, so I, I missed out a lot of that development and got to come in just at like peak enjoyment, which was pretty lucky. So. Um, that's kind that's of what, what that's what the neat medium of like a conversation is. But what, yeah, because people who listen to podcasts, they're kind of craving that little bit of human interaction to see what's going on in the world. I think. Yeah, and I think that they like that it's not written. Yeah. That because like I've heard before that our brains and how we've developed and how all like not necessarily like it's um, a structural thing. It may be, may not be, but even how we've been raised by our parents and f- teachers and family and everyone, we're used to being told stories. And I think that we receive things and take them in differently when we're told stories rather than a scripted thing. You know what I, you, you no, look no. Like you know what I mean? What I'm saying right now is that's all Alana is about. Yeah. She's about the story. The fantasy, the fantastic. Like not not and I don't mean like fantasy in a fake way, but like we like yeah. imagination. Absolutely. We, we we need wonder. Yeah. And that's why we like you know, lions in wardrobes or, or like doozers under a fraggle village. Like we want a story and it doesn't need structure. Yeah. But a story can change somebody's life. Totally. Totally. And I never really got into that until she told me this story about. So it was in Russia and there were these, I guess the cops were just picking up women and kind of having their way with them. And they picked up a woman and then this, her friend said, she called the police chief and they're all, they're all freaking corrupt mm-hmm. at the, in the story. Yeah. And she calls him and says, Hey, I believe in you. I know you're a good man and you won't let anything happen to her. I, I, I trust in you. And he fucking lived up to that trust and that expectation. Oh, yeah. And let her go or called the guy or whatever and let her go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, people could do bad things, but no one wants to let someone down. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Like yeah. If, if they there could be evil people, but as soon as they're like, Oh, but this person doesn't think I am. Yeah. They don't want to be. Because you want to live up That's to neat. live up to the the praise or whatever. Yeah. 
Because yeah. if somebody said you have a great mustache, well, now I, you might want to. If you're proud I of it. I can't shave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm over. St- I'm stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> love the effect of having your routine. You love the results of your routine. But if you could have the same calmness and satisfaction on a day-to-day basis and happiness and joy and time with your family and all this and all your stuff you do, if you could have that same result without it being the product of the routine that's enabling that, I bet you'd like that more. Of course how, you would. How would that, how would that be possible? I'm not understanding. It, exactly. It's not, like, cause you the, need the routine to facilitate the enjoyment of your life because you're doing hard things yeah. and you have a rock, you're stable and you're doing, you're making small incremental gains every day. I don't know if everyone looks at making like making their pizza and hanging out with their kids as gains though. I think I think I think that the routine is enabling the calmness that's really great and that then you can enjoy all that other stuff. And without the routine you or I probably wouldn't be calm and probably wouldn't be able to have the headspace to enjoy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. what my routine is now. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have the end without a routine and be like, okay, right now we're just going to make a pizza or right now we're going to do jujitsu at this time. That's not a normal time. We're going to do Tuesday at four o'clock. It just doesn't do even compute at four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what if you could, we could phone a half dozen people easily. No, but I, I got to take care of my kids. As soon as they get home from school, we got to read together. Make sure they I get get their reading done. I bet they'd be like, "Dad, let's do that at four forty-five, and it would all fit." It would uh, all no, because I got a shower. It's an hour and a half ordeal. <laughs> you see, go do forty minutes of jujitsu, then a ten-minute shower. It's not an hour and a half. Who knows? Soon, what. we're the people we talk to won't know about Seinfeld. Oh, without a doubt, that's my show that I rewatch. It's my like late night. Everyone else is asleep, and I just want background something on. But it's cozy. It's comfy. It's cozy. Is it your show? What's your show? I don't have a show. Oh. I just go to sleep. You just go to sleep. Well, that's probably healthier. I don't know if it's healthier. But I need that hate time. I, what's the, there's, you know how there's all these different language words for things that are like have a ton of nuance, like like all the Swedish words for warm and coziness or German words for like enjoying seeing other people suffer? Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Or like there's that Japanese word, kawakari, for like the last the last bit of light reflecting off water before the sun's gone. Like, isn't that a cool word? Yeah. Yeah. Kawakari. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Seinfeld is my, the show I watch in that, like, there's another Japanese word for when you stay up longer than you should, because it's by yourself. And it's like your, your revenge time is what it translates to, to get, you didn't have control over your day. You had to go to work. You had to wake up. You had to do these chores. You had to put the kids, you had to do all these things. And now you've got time. You don't need the time, but you're taking the time for spite. It's like, I could go to sleep at 10. This would be healthy. Maybe even 11. I can go to sleep at 11. But I'm going to stick it to the world that didn't let me have three hours, and I'm going to stay up till two is the idea. It's not, it's not healthy physiologically or mentally, but like it's a pretty common thing that people do apparently. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't think it's revenge time. No. Okay. I think it's... You taking back control of your daytime. Yeah, it's because that's fair. That's way healthier. Yeah, I don't think revenge is healthy. Revenge is definitely not healthy. 
No, but Talk take to back- Monte Cristo. Whoa, the guy like his whole life his was dedicated to revenge. Was revenge? Yeah, it was Great like sandwich. Just terrible way to live your life. Oh, really? You like that sandwich? Monte Cristos? Yeah, yeah they're great. Hmm. You get headless shrimp. That's probably you. Have you ever peeled a real shrimp that has the whole body? Never a head. I've had legs and tail, no head. Yeah, that's probably it. I think I probably have like at a sushi restaurant or maybe at a dim sum or something. I've seen them. No, not necessarily. I don't know. I don't think so. I probably wouldn't want that. Yeah, probably not. No, you I'd gotta be separate a yourself from that. I got to separate myself. Because I don't get a chicken with a head on it. No. A fish with a head on it, like a trout. That's fine. Yeah, I'd probably be all right with that. Tripe is the best. Because it's like, what the heck is a tripe? You've never seen tripe? Like, you don't see something stomach. And the stomach does not look like what I think a tripe looks like. Or Mm -hmm. a tripe doesn't look like what I imagine a stomach looks like. So I can enjoy that. Yeah, because the tripe is the the white thing with the spikies. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. It's so good. The texture in your mouth, like, it's so good. That's a big Asian thing. I could eat that till the cow comes home. And then I wouldn't eat the cow. I'd eat more tripe. (laughs) 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 Sorry. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that works out then. Yeah. Oh, man, let's close it out, dude. Let's do that. That was cool.